bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to our Dumb Gay Podcast. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about all the dumb gay shit happening in the world, like we're talking about reality TV. Happy Karma 24, Mama. We made it. We made it. Happy now, y'all. Happy Karma 24. All the way from 2017. We did New Year's Day or New Year's weekday, day week mm-hmm. in 2017. That is wow, so that's a long time. It's too long to be doing this. I mean, frankly. if we were really honest <laughs> with ourselves, we should really stop. Like, is it and enough? And figure enough? out something At what else point to do. Is it enough? Yeah. Well, now we're stuck <laughs> and we're trapped. So, and next year <laughs> is going to be just like 2016. Or this year. Yes. It's not even next year now. This year. This year is yeah. going to be just like 2016. And then. <sighs> 2025, January 20th, we will be inaugurating Trump. Oh man! <laughs> wow. Well, or then Nikki we, Haley. Then we can't. Not going to be Nikki Haley. It's so sad. Trump, you said it. You I mean, I hate it. to say it. I don't mean to manifest it. I want the bide, but I want to the dude abides. I want the dudes to abide, and but something was weird though. We walked into the drug den. Mm-hmm. And we have all of these, um, yeah, it's weird political like action figure superheroes mm-hmm. that we've been gifted. We have Bernie, AOC, Hillary, Stacey Abrams, The Gator, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Obama, Trump, Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, and Joe Biden across the thing with Billie Jean King. I don't know why she's there. She's not even in <laughs> politics. Well, she is political though. We, we we hung that bitch right up. She deserves to be there. She did. Well, we hung up Trump. Rights. Might as well hang up her. I mean, he has nothing to do with politics. So <laughs> we come in. <laughs> Biden is the only one that has been that it fell down and weirdly placed. And it's they they are hung up above the windows mm-hmm. at the at the ceiling line. Like mm-hmm. they're not anywhere the cats can jump. Mm-hmm. But he was the only one that was knocked off, and it yep. was just like. That's not a good sign at all. No. That almost made me think. Oh, God. Something morbid. Right. That's sad. I you hope know? not. Yeah. Because we got like forces in this. This We have intuitive forces in this house. And I thought it was strange. I'm like, how would that come down? Like it, it wouldn't. The spectral ghost that lives by the bathroom, by the way. Yeah. Um, m- moved last night. That That tracks. And um, I was just like, hi. <laughs> because you got duty in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, but I was just had to be like, don't worry about it. It's cool. I'm still cool. We're cool. We're not getting scared. Of, it's all good. You know, scary stuff we see around Don't here. worry about nothing. Okay? Including a thing that's been nailed, you know, 10 feet in the air 
which yeah. would have no reason to fall down. Mom, None. do you know anything about the Biden action figure falling down from the ceiling and then maybe you picked it up and put it five feet away on a different bookshelf? It's so weird. Doesn't make any sense. No. Well, I want you to know, Memo, Amy Jackson, um, she sent us a big gift box that we have yet to fully explore. Now, I opened the top of the box to remove her card. Yeah. And I saw two big bags of popcorn, and I thought that was it. So I got her card out, and I closed the box and put it to the side. Well, today, when I was consolidating yeah. our gifts, mm -hmm. I opened it back up, and I, the popcorn moved. And I saw a huge fucking handle of Tito's vodka under the popcorn. Yeah. And it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's Karma 24. And I'm like, has there been a fucking handle of, <laughs> of vodka in a box in the drug den this whole time? And Amy, you bitch, I like almost lost my lifestyle over it. I was like, and I must say, other than Andione with the Jack Daniels. Yeah. I think Amy might be the only one cheeky enough to have ever sent us a full-on <laughs> handlebar of alcohol. And I was just elated, Amy. I mean, honestly, I was. It's enormous. It's enormous. It's enormous. Oh, it's and, enormous. And she just really took out a huge box, filled it with packing bubbles, mm -hmm. and a bunch of treats. So basically inside, under the popcorn, yes. there were two bags of popcorn. There's also... Uh, cinnamon jujube bears, which are kind of like Swedish fish, but like but spicy, cinnamon and bears, spicy ones. There's Boston baked beans, which I haven't seen in five thousand years. Those are good though. I like them a lot. Yep, and these are. I mean, if you go to Boston, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So, <clears throat> um, there's popcorn. There's cheese popcorn and regular popcorn, which is all for uh, you. It's it's dill pickle popcorn. Oh, excuse you. Excuse. EU. There's also wild blueberry jam and red raspberry jam. But like jams. Like in a jar that an Amish person made. Yeah. Which you know is fucking delicious. Can't wait to have that. There is. Now, but these are hill country treats. I'm quite sure because she's from Austin. Oh, oh okay. Austin area. But still, they're giving Amish. I like that better. Uh, oh, this says Michigan. Oh, good. Well, maybe she curated this shit. Amy. Damn. You know, Amy, she curated this shit. And uh, there's an ashtray. I love the ashtray. It's so cute. Which is so cute. Yeah. And we love to rotate out the ashtrays outside. Mm -hmm. There's a thing of caramels. Caramels? <laughs> mm -hmm. I thought, I didn't know if those were toffees from they here. Feel pretty they look chewy, very so. big. Yeah. Oh, toffee. I see. Toffee's hard. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if they were taffy. Uh, no, those look like caramel. Okay, I don't know. I think. Fucking anything that's not chocolate. But I will say, Amy, we have um, a big crystal ashtray that's very 70s that we got from a spirit when we won the raffle at our spiritual center. Right. And then we have an ashtray that Mama bought in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And now we have this one. So cute. Which is... We'll be using that in 2024. Very cute. It's little, it's white, and, and it's it also looks 70s. Very, uh, there's me. nothing like a 70s ashtray. Nothing. The only ashtray to have are 70s ashtrays. Because they almost were made to go inside. 
they were totally made yeah, to go which inside. Is what makes them so cute. Yeah, like the ashtray's giving me major feels, and it's perfect for this room. And also, by the way, smoke in here, bitch. Even though it's the drug den. But you do well, sometimes. I'll come in and go. <laughs> were you smoking in here last night? <laughs> and she's like, No, a little bit, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also like these truffle chocolates. There's those look like religious treats. For, it says like Saint John chocolates, <laughs> and then also there is THC infused popcorn. Popcorn has been there the whole time mm -hmm. with the handlebar. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, don't mind if I do. This is caramel too. <laughs> she knows that we love the caramel. Uh, dearest Julian Brende, hey guys, please enjoy the gift basket. I strongly recommend trying one of the caramels immediately. The caramels, jam, and truffles are from this remote monastery in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And while I'm not religious, perhaps these monks do have a direct connect to Ooh, Heavenly Father cool. because their provisions are to die for. That's amazing. Is a monastery... It's like where monks are and shit. But that's not Jesus-y, is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Monastery would be like Christian. Oh, I thought monastery was like... It could be, I guess, a Buddhist. It could be yeah. It could be anything. Like cooler. Could be, if it was a Buddhist monastery. <laughs> yeah, it could be. But it said St. John on it. If it so was out of this Christian. country. And like, but very... Um, they are giving me very, like, a little bit more um, vibes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Way more vibes. Yeah. And you know what? The next time we go on a European trip, we should go to find like a, I remember when I was in high school, I did a, a semester abroad in mm -hmm. Spain and we got to go to this monastery. It was like all the way on the top of this fucking mountain <laughs> and it was crazy and it was beautiful. It was called Montserrat and I'll never forget it because it was like, it was like out of a movie. We should do it. <laughs> we should go. We should take the jars and be like, we ate the jam. Yeah. We find want to find the woman who made this, and then we want right. to eat her out. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. Welcome 2024. But it will be like a movie, wouldn't it? Maybe like it's we're like eating Julie, the jam, and we're just like, Julia mm. <laughs> this is just so good. I must find the woman who made this. Oh, I just need it jarred up. It was the first. <laughs> Where is she? It was the first sound. <laughs> Maybe it's like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, but it'll be Julie and Brandy go to yeah. eat out the monastery. The lady. nun that yeah. ate that made the jam. <laughs> Just knock, knock, knock. Hello, what can I do for you girls? Did you? <laughs> oh, is this Lady Catherine? <laughs> can you get her, please? We had the strawberry jam. It was so good. <laughs> Oh my god, we have the blackberry too. Okay, okay, okay. The white ashtray is small catch-all for the drug den. Maybe Julie's earrings can hang out there. That's a good idea. It belonged to my grandmother, who was truly the baddest but most loving of bitches. Exactly the kind of energy you need protecting you right now. <gasps> she said it was her grandmother's ashtray? Oh, my God. That is fucking... And smoking grandmas are the best. Smoking grandmas <laughs> are the fucking best. That is so, so nice of you, Amy. That Thank is you. amazing. 
And nobody will treasure someone else's thing than us. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like more than we treasure our own That's like meaningful shit. Like should we just get rid of this? Yeah, it's just junk. <laughs> yeah. But like not getting rid of smoking grandma's ashtray, that's for sure. I mean, we have Ann Flora's <sighs> mom's record. Now she did frame it and make it super nice, but it's mm. on the wall and like we'll we'll die with us. Like we love that. That is absolutely opening up the jam before we're even ready. <laughs> Julie's eating out the jam. I need you guys to know she put her tongue directly in it. <laughs> double dipping, taking double dipping to the extreme, just licking out of the thing. It's like picking up the salsa or the well. So was it good? Mm-hmm. Which one was that? Purple? It was a blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a blueberry. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, look, it's already sexual. Uh, I cannot express how sorry I am for what y'all have been through these last few months. I know it doesn't help, but the amount of rage and sorrow I felt on your behalf is unmeasurable. The kind of trauma y'all experience not only knocks you on your ass, but completely rearranges your life and literally changes who you are and how you move through the world. The good news is you shed the vampires and thieves, and I <laughs> promise you both are on the precipice of fucking huge positive growth and greatness. You are brilliant at what you do and are loved and cherished and supported by so many people. In closing, thank you so much for not only the laughter, but for all you both give of yourselves. It means so much to so many of us. We see you. Love this family so much. XO Amy, hashtag PeeWee23. Enjoy the photos. I am now to be immortalized in the drug den. That is correct. You are. Let's see, Amy. Oh, uh, we've got three children. Oh. Tyler, Lily, and Christopher. Oh, wow. They're so cute. We've got... A wow, they're beautiful. <laughs> oh, we got some dogs. Ashton, who's a Border Collie mix. Oh, how cute. That looks like Nacho. Oh, my God. Phoebe. Ashton? Uh, yes. Does look like Nacho. You're right. Look at, so like, cute. I knew Nacho wasn't fucking full chihuahua. <laughs> Phoebe, a pity mix. Oh, oh my God. These pictures of her dogs are Oh, my God. Crazy. There's so many dogs. Molly, Hound, and Pity mix. Oh, pretty. So that's like a beagle. That's so awesome. Right? Yeah. Kind of like... That's kind of like a beagle, yeah, or a hound dog, or well, like a the hound basset dog. hound. Oh, basset say. hound, maybe. Okay, very it's cute. cute. Maxie, a chewini. <laughs> oh, and then here's. Nice I'm assuming this is Amy, and this is Amy. There's Amy now, um, and Amy's beautiful and sexy. Now we, I wanted to say to the to the fourteen listeners, we do blind item um, Fridays on our Patreon podcast, and Amy, sexy Amy, um, she sent in some pretty legendary yes, celebrity blind items yes, that we love. Now, if you love blind items or you just want to hear Amy's, because they are very good, she's a producer, she lives in Austin, she she's got all the info. Um, you got to join our Patreon oh. if you want to hear these blind items, and also. This week, starting tomorrow, which is going to be January 3rd, Wednesday, yep. we are starting Patreon's Got Talent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're doing Patreon's Got Talent. It was so great last year doing Patreon Idol. We've opened it up to Patreon's Got Talent so now people can send video of anything. They can do sketches. They can do theatrical pieces. They can do spoken word. You can do stand-up. You can do anything. You can sing. sing. You can dance. You can do whatever. Mainly, um, we're getting singing, which is fucking amazing. I mean, we have people who have been on The Voice, who have literally been on American Idol. Yep. And 
It's people, just such a treat. It is such send their a kids. fucking treat. Yeah. The kid. Oh. The, people will sing <sighs> like one of our babies, Ashley Ryder. She's like our baby. And mm-hmm. then she has her own child. <laughs> she sings and then her baby sings. It's and that's, that's right. That's that is like the penultimate, I think. Like send in the kids. Yep. Like, I don't care if you're sending in like dance moms type like dance mm-hmm. routines. It's pretty good. We read their bios or they read their own. Mm-hmm. And it starts, it all starts tomorrow. So if you're interested, you can go to julianbrandy.com. Um, all the info on our P- Patreon podcast is there. Or you can look in the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever we put a link to a free episode of the Patreon. Once you click on that, you can go and you can, it'll say, ask if you want to join. You can join for $4 a month. That's a dollar a week. That will give you one hour-long podcast a week on audio, which you can listen to anywhere. Again, Apple, Spotify, wherever. If you want video, joining at the video tier costs $3 a week, and you'll get three one-hour-long podcasts a week. They come out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at um, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. East Coast time. Or you can join for $2 a week. That's $8 a month. And that will still give you three podcasts a week. Mm-hmm. But those are audio. Might sound confusing, but it's... <laughs> if you want to just join for, you know, Patreon's Got Talent and you want to submit something, you can join for $4 a month. Right. We're going to do right. those always on Wednesdays. Right. The And that's going to be... Uh, and then you, that will include if you join. So we really encourage people to join. We love our Patreon family so much. And Amy is a star. Thank you so much. I'm excited. She's on the drug den bulletin board. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Her kids, her kids are really, 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 really beautiful kids. Thank you, Amy. And the handle has now gone down <laughs> in the legend and legions. Um, wow. Okay. So Rudy Torres, my mom, you might remember Rudy sent us the amazing birdhouse with a camera. Yes. With the camera. We like, Love that fucking thing. Love it. It's, it's, Rudy, I don't know if we've given you an update, but it's turned into a squirrel house. <laughs> and it's not even low to the ground. It's high up. Yep. Squirrels hurl themselves into it. Yes. And eat through that food like we're eating through that nun. And then, because eating that nun out, St. <laughs> Margaret, what was her name? St. Catherine. And then Julie, Mary Catherine, I don't remember. Julie will take, she'll take screenshots of mm-hmm. the fat squirrels and she'll send it to me and my mom and be like, yeah. look at what's going on. <laughs> yeah. But none of us are even he- at the house. And no, it's we, great. And it's. Oh, it's a close up of the, the, the squirrel face. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. It's so cool. It's really, I love it. really, really cool gift. We love Rudy. Rudy sent us a fucking home bar cocktail Keurig machine. Okay. So who knew? Who I knew? had no idea that even existed. You basically put these little <laughs> cocktail pods into the machine and then you add vodka or tequila or whatever makes it, it turns it into a premium cocktail. Right? right. So he sent us the machine and he sent us the pods. The pods he sent are for whiskey sours, margaritas, old-fashioned, espresso martinis, Cosmos, and Uptown Rocks. But, again, Rudy did not send his goddamn photo. He, Rudy from fucking Oklahoma. We don't have his picture. 
It's so annoying, Rudy. <laughs> so send your picture, Rudy. And But he did send a note and it says, happy holidays, friends. Thank you for all you do. Cheers, Rudy Torres from Oklahoma. I mean, if this machine is, wasn't on Shark Tank, I don't know what to say. Hey, Sean. We're going to get all of the ones that use vodka. Mm-hmm. We might even just use them all with vodka. Like it's, I mean, it's a vodka sour, right. it's a vodka margarita, because we have this handle from Amy. I mean, so we can just fill up the whole machine. Yeah, I guess you put in the reservoir or whatever yeah, alcohol you vodka, want. And, and then there you, you go. Use the pods. Like we're going to easy, rock it. easy. It's like I'm now trying to like rack my brain of like who we know that needs this at their home bar so that when we go to their home, we can then have our premium cocktails. Mm. Because, you know, you go to people's houses and it's like, they don't know how to make a fucking margarita. Never. They never do. No, even when they hire bartenders. And those bartenders always lie on their Instagram. Yep. Oh, I can make margarita. No, you can't actually. I remember Erica Jane ordering like a skinny spicy margarita at at Leah's Mm -hmm. like a hundred years ago. And I feel like I recommended (laughs) that bartender, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. and he was good. But in terms of just he was cute. But like, I didn't think... I didn't think it was a good. I think for home parties, you just they need to, you know, you need to have a blender. You need to have. There's just things you got to have, and as bartenders, you just need to be able to do. Margaritas are just never good at those parties. Sorry. But now we're gonna have them. Yep. But just for us, thank you, Rudy. <laughs> okay, now it's time for Julie to get ragey in a new spoken word op-ed. I said okay. The hipping, the hipping to the hip, hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bank, bank bookie. Say up, jump the bookie to the rhythm of the bookie, the beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet. See, I am wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello. But first, I gotta bang, bang the bookie to the bookie. Say up, jump the bookie to the bang, bang bookie. Let's rock. You don't stop. Rock the rhythm that will make your body rock. Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man, Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. And the C-A-S-N-B-O-B. And the rest is F-L-Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix and these reasons of L-E-Y. You see, I six foot one, and it turns up on, and I dress to a team. You see, I got more clothes than Muhammad. And I dress so viciously. Everybody go, hotel, motel. What are you gonna do today? Say what? Because I'm a get a line girl and get some spanky drive off and the death OJ. Everybody go, hotel, motel, holiday in. This is our segment called Spoken Word Op-Ed, where one of us or a special guest has the floor to speak our mind on important events happening in the news right now. Some might argue that the entire podcast is like a spoken word (laughs) op-ed. And you know what? They'd be right. Others might argue that we already have this segment for guests to give their unadulterated opinions, and it's called Gay Guys and Their Feelings. And they'd be right as well. But a traditional op-ed is generally longer than a regular opinion piece, Mm -hmm. which would be Gay Guys and Their Feelings. And they are usually done by an expert or a passionate advocate with an opinion that may be different than the editorial board of a particular newspaper. In this case, it's Julie, who so far is the only one who has ever done a dumb gay podcast spoken word op-ed. And while her opinion isn't necessarily different than mine on this subject, me being the one other member of our (laughs) editorial board besides her, 
Mm. Her opinion on the subject is certainly a fuck of a lot more informed than mine, and it is most definitely, probably, perhaps, and most likely different than the majority of the lamestream and social media commentary on the subject. So without further ado, <laughs> it's time for the first installment in our one-month-long <laughs> spoken word op-ed <clears throat> series. This week's op-ed is called Free Palestine, dot, 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 but from whom, question mark, written by Mr. Julie Goldman. <laughs> and please, uh, if this is going to trigger you in any way, I encourage you to go ahead and press stop. Or fast forward. <laughs> or fast forward, because this is definitely, probably, most likely not in the mainstream. Uh, I would That's say. why it's a spoken word op-ed in my but, Right. Wordy, confusing No, you completely. Intro. That's right. And so, uh, and it is very long. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I thought this so, was Akon, but it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's completely insane. <laughs> and um, goes in a million different directions because I have no editor. Now, when I went to get coffee the other day, I ran into what I can only describe as an annoyingly small but gigantic thirst trap of a fake rally for Palestine. Some of the familiar signs read, ceasefire now, Israel is an apartheid state, Joe Biden is a war criminal. <sighs> so I wanted to take this opportunity to say a few things and correct a few non-factual, virtue-signaling, ultra-progressive talking points that are so fucking obnoxious and misguided that they've turned conservative and they're just non-facts. And if they keep going in this direction, it will be the extreme progressive wing of the Democratic or Libertarian or Independent parties or people who stand for nothing while hiding behind that they in fact have more integrity than those of us who assign ourselves the antiquated binary of a political party or gender for that matter, that we're the ones who are misguided, misled, misinformed, and somehow aren't progressive enough to live this life. I also want to point out the same on the other side, the trite, propagandizing, and exploiting an intellectually dishonest right-wing maggot trolls who seem to be gaining in numbers and using Israel to help them. They sure are. Without... <laughs> it's unfortunate. Okay. Now... Without realizing these two... Weaponizing Wepo Jewishness. Weaponizing Jewishness! <laughs> they really are. You we guys are fucked. <laughs> You're really fucked. It sucks. It's a bad place to be in. Horrible. Now, without realizing these two extreme arms of our American body are in fact helping each other and currently feels like they've hijacked not only the entire political discourse in this country, but the entire narrative surrounding Israel and Palestine. And really all of the news. And the news. Just really just nothing. And but that. the news. We hear talking points and words without any historical basis or understanding. And it does feel slightly against the Jews. <laughs> in general. I mean, in the liberal news. In the liberal news. It feels yes, against the correct. Jews. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In, in Fox News, I can barely even stand it. But they're definitely pro-Israel yeah. to, a, to a fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
We have been witness to an atrocity and the close-up face of war since October 7th. Because of social media and phones and video evidence of rape, beheading, torture, beatings, executions, shooting, and that's just by Hamas to the Israelis. And on the other side, we have a man who has not shown any compassion or empathy and is in fact showing his whole ass by the fact that by relentlessly bombing basically mostly powerless occupied people, occupied, by the way, by their own people, and making it close to impossible to allow aid into Gaza with the civilian people who are affected by the war that their leadership started. And his name is not Joe Biden. It's Benjamin Netanyahu, the corrupt, Trump-like, warmongering, lying, shady-ass prime minister of Israel. A war is obscene. It's an obscene and intolerable and feels wrong no matter how you slice it. And with a country like Israel, which is so small, we're in a position to watch every inch of it. And no one who has eyes or is alive or human can live with it. Whether it's the barbaric and relentless terroristic never-ending violence of Hamas and their helpers or the bombing by the defender who has had every right to fight back. But I am ahead of myself. In case you've been living under a rock or been fed whatever information, here's what happened was. On October 7th, Hamas invaded Israel. Period. In a terroristic violent siege that left 1,500 people dead and an entire country traumatized and every woman afraid she's going to be the next rape victim. Or if she's lucky, she can get gang raped, have her tits cut off, thrown around while groups of men are laughing. And if that wouldn't make you snap and relentlessly bomb an entire country, I don't know what will. The Israel and Palestine war. The conflict. What the fuck and why? And what are all these signs, these sayings? How do we make sense of any of it? So I'm going to do my best. And yes, I am biased. I'm biased. So deal with it. I am biased. I'm a woman. I'm biased to gay people, and I'm biased to a country that is free, period. So let's talk about the signs that say, uh, ceasefire now, Israel is an apartheid state, Biden is a war criminal, and free Palestine. Are we supposed to say apartheid or apartheid? You know what? I ch I'm not sure. It's a little bit distracting. Wait, I, let's choose one. I apartheid? Like apartheid. But okay, I apartheid. Know. We're okay. going to say apartheid. Okay. And um, I could be wrong, and everything. <laughs> fucking bug. We I are going to get into apartheid later okay. into the thing. Okay. But I don't know. Um, and you know what? I didn't even Google it. <laughs> That's how insane. Well, I'm sure I was. you're right, and I'm wrong, and everyone's gonna have to. I know. I don't know about it. I didn't look to see if it's apartheid or apartheid. I just sometimes things just change the way Charlize Theron's name <laughs> became Charlize Theron, or Lindsay Lohan, who's Lohan, became Lohan. It's like it's apartheid now. Just, All right, it is good. I mean, for the people who come and criticize moi. Okay, apartheid. Great. Thank you. Uh, now. Uh, all these slogans are on the progressive side of our party. They've been screaming all the while, helping Republicans turn the tide, make Israel look like an evil occupying overlord, and Palestine look like some sort of martyred virgin. So back to me going to get coffee and stumbling upon this small rally of all the signs in front of Macy's at the Burbank Mall. Let me just say this, if I may digress. Macy's! Why are you at Macy's? Why? Here's an open letter. Here's an open letter to protesters and agitators and disruptors. that fucking bootleg mall in the middle and of nowhere. And it's the dumbest mall in the fucking state. Better go hit the Grove or Americana, <laughs> bitch. I don't know. What are you doing here? Dear assholes, if you're huh? going to protest, let's say a war, war crimes or climate change, go to the place where it's happening. For example, if I were a climate change activist rather than go to museums and ruin historical art, I'd go to, I don't know, a factory farm and free some fucking cows or stop the manner in which they do slaughter. Or maybe I'd go to an oil refinery. Go to the fucking or go to a giant forest. throbbing Wi-Fi center in the middle of Great. Seattle. Exactly. 
Amazon out of it. That's right. How Go about to that the- covered in fake fucking fern? Perfect. Why don't you leave people alone who clearly don't even have a lot of money or time or for the most part are just trying to have a moment at fucking Macy's? I can tell you the last place on earth people know what's going on in Gaza is fucking the Burbank <laughs> Macy's. Wow. Yeah, they're there to buy themselves a shirt <laughs> and maybe make their day a little brighter from their shitty jobs and screaming kids. But no, no. Why don't you go yell and make a scene for yourself and pretend it's about a war that you most likely don't know anything about? Because if you did know, I would expect to see a whole lot more signs with a whole lot more sayings. These protests are all the same and they drive me fuck crazy. Whether they be in person or letter signing campaigns or tweets and grams and petitions and videos and Susan Sarandon. <laughs> I keep asking myself, why am I so bothered? What, what Palestine should be free. There should be a ceasefire, technically speaking. I mean, in theory. But Biden is a war criminal. Come on. That's a reach. That's when they lose the credibility. It's a reach. And then I keep going back to free Palestine. Free Palestine. Okay, agree, agree, agree. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Hold on. Now I have to question all your other fucking signs. Now all the signs have fallen apart. And now I have to go and dig deeper into what do you mean by free Palestine? What do you mean by free Palestine? Yeah, because somebody should have just simply said, Keith. Why do you have that? The war- and he's like, what? And it's like, the war crime one. We don't want that one here. Nope. No, I want this one. It's like, and then everyone needs to get together and be like, let's tell Keith to go home with this sign. <laughs> and that's it. That's how it goes. We don't want Biden as a war criminal I mean, ruining you- our free Palestine what? ceasefire. Exactly. Exactly. Because Palestine should be free. Palestinians should be free. But then I go, free them from what? Wait. Well, that's the title. Exactly. Free Palestine, dot, dot, dot. From whom? (laughs) From whom? Okay. Because what I don't see is free Palestine from Hamas. Free Palestine from centuries of religious and military oppression. Free Palestinian women. Free Palestinian LGBT. Where are those signs? Free Palestine from propaganda of hate and intolerance of Jews. Free Palestine from the violent cult-like leadership they're suffering under. Free Palestine from the Palestinian leadership that's been cuckolding them since the beginning of fucking time. So I'm sorry... But those signs aren't there because those signs want to blame Israel and blame Joe Biden for some reason. I don't know. Because Hamas is killing Palestine. Where's stop raping women? Just say Where's from that violent sign? terrorist leaders. How Great. about that? How about that one? What is How Joe about Biden that man? doing over in fucking Maine or wherever he's from? Where's he from? He's <laughs> from Delaware. Oh, Delaware. What is he doing? Oh, God. So what do we know about Israel? And for lack of a better word, Palestine. Did you know that Palestine isn't technically even a country? Did you know that they were offered their own country, their own statehood to be called Palestine, to live next to Israel? And they said no. The word Palestine gets thrown around quite a bit. Here's the definition from the Encyclopedia Britannica. Palestine, area of the eastern Mediterranean region comprising parts of modern Israel and the Palestinian territories of the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. The term Palestine has been associated variously and sometimes controversially with this small region, which some have asserted also includes Jordan. Both the geographic area designated by the name and the political status of it have changed over the course of three millennia. We just went to Jordan this year. We did. I had no idea it was considered the Mediterranean. (laughs) It's hot. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and since that's from the Encyclopedia Britannica, you're like, well, that's a colonizer website. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a definition of Palestine from a website called Palestine Children's Relief Fund. The Palestinian people are Arabs who live and have lived throughout history in a certain geographical region in the Middle East. 
Generally, Palestine is used to refer to the geographic region spanning from the Mediterranean Sea in the east to the Jordan River in the west. Historical Palestine is made up of the current Palestinian territories of the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. So your what your point is is that it's not even like a sanctioned like city or area or province or or, or designation of land. Correct. It's basically just areas where Palestinians live. That is correct. Wow, okay. I definitely didn't know that. I yes. mean not for nothing though. I did just think Joe Biden was from Maine. I don't know. <laughs> so just. Well, these are the important things. These are all little steps that lead to where we are today and why it's important for people to know yeah. this stuff. What? Why it? Yeah, why it? Because this stuff, when you go out and you hold free Palestine, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. So yes, should it be free? But you don't know what it's being oppressed by. Or by uh, it, 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 drives, anything, it, it, it drives me insane. Palestinians. Yeah, exactly. So Gaza Strip and the West Bank. These are the two places that we hear all the time in the news. Gaza Strip, the West Bank. Gaza Strip, the West Bank. Why does Palestine have these two weird regions as their quote-unquote country or state? Gaza is on the border of Egypt and the West Bank borders Jordan. They're on two opposing sides of the country of Israel. So Israel's in the middle and they're both on the side of Israel. So there's right. a whole middle yes. part. Okay. Right. And with this, it's important to understand and know what Zionism is and how we got here. We keep hearing this word Zionism, especially in colleges. Zionists go home. Zionism is apartheid. Zionism is colonization. Zionist this, Zionist that. In the late 1800s, Jews from Europe and around the world were sick of being murdered everywhere. So a group of guys got together and said, we're sick of the shit. We need our own homeland where no one can bother us and just leave us alone. A bunch of them had a million meetings and they came up with three major points to what Zionism means. And here's what they are. This is from the book Israel by Noah Tishby. One, building a home for the Jewish people in the land of Israel based on equality and social justice. Well, that sounds terrible. Two, encouraging Aliyah or migration to Israel and connecting the diaspora. The diaspora is meaning the biblical exile of the Jews from their homeland of Israel. So whether you believe that or you don't, whatever. Three, reviving the Hebrew language. Four, solidarity against anti-Semitism. There is nothing in the Zionist movement, not one word that goes against anyone. It's all internal. It's self-centered. <laughs> yes, but it's internal. It's where can we go to be safe? Where can we go to have a homeland? Where can we go to stop getting kicked out of places? Because if you know even Jews history, now we're dealing with scapegoating, murder, fucking Holocaust. But after where Holocaust, did they go? Holocaust. They go to Israel. But who was occupying Israel? So here we get into that. So this is what Zionism is, and this is what a lot of people have a problem with, which is what you're asking. So from the beginning, there was pushback. No one wanted the Jews in a theoretical land known as Palestine. The late 1800s, Jews started scattering in. They bought land from whoever lived there, paid money. I just want to say in all, just in my, all my dumbassness, like, I think it's kind of, um, it's oversimplifying to look on paper and say, this group of people was living in this place, i.e. Israel, which it was be, Palestine was, at the time. Okay, so say. Palestinians were inhabiting this place called Palestine. Jewish people who had been run out of everywhere they were living Including there were decided to make that their home. So I think it is oversimplifying, especially for Americans, to say, well, you guys took over that area that belonged to someone else and then to sort of be like 
pro-immigration here in America. Because what you're doing is you are now saying um, it's wrong for someone from another country or another <laughs> land to come in for their own safety. But I'm quite sure all the uber liberals, the super, 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 super woke, woke liberals who are who are pro-immigration in this country, America, you now don't get to be anti-immigration, which would be Jewish people going somewhere where they can be safe when they were in danger. So like, let's all get into it. There is no, somebody took over this land, somebody took over that land. Like I'm just saying in, in a very basic, uninformed way, like we gotta get into the fact that we all got to share the land and share the wealth and make room for other beliefs, other races, other nationalities, other religions. We all have to do that everywhere now. This is a fucking global thing. And to still be holding on to like Jewish people moved in. on No, dog. No, we're not fucking thinking like that. It's 2024. Everybody ne- needs to make room so that we can all be together. I completely agree with you in it. The whole... This is all philosophical. This is all, you know, in a way, it's... I feel like that's the thing I keep hearing over and over is like... The, yeah, the Jews the colonized, Jew- went in and colonized land. But the yeah, thing is, from the very beginning... take that away, like, it, in, in, it's just at this point, like... Well, certainly not at this point when we're living in America on Native American land. Yeah, we colonize this shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. And also, in, in, in B... We what we did was went in and murdered and killed and and moved and all of that. These Jews came in and bought the land. They paid money. So, uh, you know, it's it's what what are they? What we're they, doing is sitting up in gentrified Brooklyn talking about don't fucking buy up <laughs> right. the land. Like get off your fucking high horse and the, get the fuck into it. So and not to over even simplify that because the land of Palestine, which had been run by the Ottoman Empire until like 1912, and then the British took over, that there was there is a there is a level of colonization, quote unquote, that you could say that it endured, but it had been enduring it under the Ottoman Empire for like four thousand years or whatever, or four hundred years. So then the British come in, and the French kind of, and it's like no one, there was no government, there was no state there was no country it was a it was a justifying colonization but it is what it is and it's progress and it's the way society that's right forward and has happened and then and you're talking about a group of people who have been who were enduring pogroms and being scapegoated and murdered everywhere they were and kicked out then we have the holocaust now we have six million people who were killed and they're all scared they want to go somewhere where they can be safe and be left alone they made a deal with fucking britain they went to fucking israel then britain literally literally said to the people living in Palestine, quote unquote, we're going to partition the land. The Jews will get this and you can have this. The Jews said, great, we're happy to live here. The, and it was the, it was the Arabs, technically speaking, who said no. And they said no over and over again. We don't want to live with the Jews. Fuck the Jews. Get the fucking well, just, Jews out of here. I mean, and, and again, you... I feel like it's a lot of oversimplifying to go all the way around. But yes. We want to do it. We're going to do it. And I feel like holding up a sign in front of a Macy's in Burbank could be the maybe the literal definition of oversimplifying. <laughs> but since we're doing that, I will say I'm getting a lot of vibes that of Americans being like, we don't want, you know, Mexican-Americans coming over here or Central mm-hmm. Americans coming here mm-hmm. with 
there's a lot of of energy out into the air of not wanting to share and partition the land and share and share and share. So I think you can't you can't sit on one hand and be like you had no right to go in there <laughs> and then expect that there is a right to come in here. We you have to there's just so much hypocrisy and so I much mean, there's so much it. hypocrisy and, and we are contributing to it too and I'm sure are blind to our own hypocrisy but it's like but this is where we get then into Israel as occupiers. So there's a whole thing of Israel as occupier, Israel as an occupier. Now historically speaking occupying countries, let's take Russia. Russia, who just invaded Ukraine. Ukraine, who used to be part of Russia, then detached, became independent, and wants to keep it that way. Okay, that sounds good. But Russia doesn't want that. They want to own Ukraine. They want to make Ukraine fall under Vladimir Putin's rule and absorb Ukraine as part of Russia. This is why they're fighting. If Russia won, they would occupy Ukraine, and then eventually they would just call it part of Russia. Russia has intent to occupy and own that's occupation. What did Israel do? Again, complicated, oversimplifying, fine. From the inception of Israel, the Arab world had waged war, literal, physical war. And each time Israel defended itself, they, for example, would be invaded, let's say, in the West Bank through Jordan and Syria. Israel defended itself, then pushed them back. And then what did they do? Quote, unquote, occupied that land that they had beaten people off of, that they defended. That's how they occupied Gaza, quote unquote, and the West Bank. They never wanted to occupy, for lack of a better word, any of those areas. What they were doing was defending themselves. And then they won and said, okay, bitch, we'll keep the land. Or just living there. Or we're going to go ahead and stay here for a bit so we can monitor when you try and kill us again. This is what they did in Gaza and the West Bank. Now, this is where we start to shit the bed. That could be like oversimplifying. In the West Bank. In the West Bank is where Israel shit the bed. Because very bastardized and basically Syria, Egypt, and Jordan attacked Israel also in 1967, known as the Six-Day War, or coming from the area of the West Bank. Israel defended and beat them back, so were able to occupy an area technically owned or operated by Palestinians. Okay, and then that is occupation. And then unfortunately, they never left. They defended. They but didn't still, go in. But they still, didn't go in and occupy. But, still, but they did continue occupying it. So this is where we shit the bed. 1967, that's a long time. Agreed. So this is where Israel has lost their credibility. They created settlements, never stopped. Some of the major raping and baby beheading happened in those settlements on October 7th because the people are so angry yeah. about the Jews living on their land. So for that, we do have validity. I don't think people deserve to get raped and beheaded. No. no. But I think that... and. But occupying okay, is, so there's that. is happening there. So occupying is happening there. there. So there we go. So there's that. So when you say occupier though, or garters or whatever, this is where we can, where you have to look at what happened and why, and then try and figure that out. And the problem is that we're dealing with an aside who will not negotiate. So what was in Israel an apartheid state? Apartheid, apartheid, apartheid. What's the meaning of apartheid? Apartheid in Afrikaans means apartness. It's the policy that governed relations between South Africa's white minority and non-white majority for much of the later half of the 20th century, sanctioning racial segregation and political economic discrimination against non-whites. So it means segregating the area? Races. Wow. So Merriam-Webster Dictionary in South Africa, a policy or system of segregation or discrimination. So we were an apartheid country when we did segregation? I think that could technically be, could say we, we were, because we segregated, races. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
I never knew what it meant. But here's why this is utterly and unequivocally false in Israel. Israel does not live under or legislate or abide by segregation. In Israel, there are Arab parliament members and everyone is equal under the law. In fact, 21% of the Israeli population is other than Jewish. They're Arab or Palestinian Arab and enjoy all the freedoms and rights as every other Israeli citizen. Israel might be the Jewish state, but it doesn't deny anyone else from living there. Now, what's happening in Gaza and the West Bank is happening because of their policies and their leadership. Hamas is a male terrorist organization hell-bent on the destruction of Israel, and that's their goal, period. They take millions of dollars from Iran and other Arab countries and have created the myth of Israel and Jewish dominance, which the rest of the world loves to hold on to as well. Hamas is the one that went in on October 7th, along with a couple of other terrorist groups. Hamas is the main group of Gaza. They are the ones who run Gaza. They're the leadership of Gaza. They're everything. And they're the ones who made Gaza, the Gaza Strip into a powder keg, literally, building tunnels and underground city systems that they can attack from and make virtually impossible to attack back. They literally created an entire state and made it explosive. They use their own people as fodder and pawns and shields and have created an entire community where 52% of the population is under 18. Think about that. How is that possible? Oh my God. How is it possible that 50% is under 18? I will say, though, that it is fucked when you know they're holding their own people and using them as shields to still fucking bomb them and shoot them. Agreed. And that's where Israel is coming in way hot. Well, coming in way hot and yeah. losing their credibility again. But this is what Hamas wants. I mean, they're doing more than losing their credibility. I mean, they're acting like monsters. Yes. And the that's government, Netanyahu. The Israeli government is acting like monsters. Yep. So, and yep. I know that here in a democratic, I believe in America, whether it was Trump or whether it was Biden, if there was that kind of reaction to the losing and, and killing that many civilians, I feel just feel like there would be pushback. I, I mean, I can't be sure. If Trump decided he was going to, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people there have died, like a lot of people. Oh, it's not just the it, death. Israel it's the lack has, of water. It's the lack of aid. It's but the, Israel has full on killed like a lot and a lot, a lot of civilians. Yeah. 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 Lots and lots and lots and lots. Yeah. And not just the killing. That's what I'm saying, that they're they're making it impossible for aid to come through. I mean, the, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, has at the helm um, led the Israeli army and in the name of Israel, killed, not just killed, but made it impossible for the civilians to even like ride out the storm. Like he's made it, he's making, it, he is, he's falling into what Hamas wants them to do. And I do believe this is what Hamas wants Israel to do because it does make them, not just make them look like, but actually are victims. Not just victims of Hamas, but victims now of Israel. So where do we go? What's next, the future? In my opinion, it's time for the Palestinian people to wake up. Who will be their leader? Who will help them see the West and Israel as not their enemy? Rashida Tlaib, is that you? Or will you continue to just blame Israel? Who do we negotiate with? Who do we sit down at the table and break bread with? There is no one. Because their mission isn't equality and social justice. It's the eradication of Israel and the Jews. That's just the truth. That's, who's, that's who Israel has to deal with. That's who America has to help deal with. So what we're waiting for is a Palestinian hero, a Barack Obama, a man. Or an Israeli one. Or, or an Israeli sounds one. Sounds like they need to get together. Or an Israeli <laughs> one, exactly. So 
the Israelis need to take a moment and figure out how they're going to impeach Netanyahu, how they're going to get rid of this government in the same way that we have to do it. Yeah, it's absolutely exactly amazing and incredible that Israel and the United States are going through the same exact thing. Because you, you can't take the whole country and be like, they're not bad. They just have bad government <clears throat> because half the country is corrupt as fuck. Yep. Half the country is like Trump. Yep. That's Israel and here. Yep. Half the country is fucking deranged. Half of Israel is deranged. Yep. So people may be holding up signs that say ceasefire mm-hmm. or free Palestine. Maybe they're just saying free that entire area from the fucking Trump fucking MAGA maggots. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we need to be freed motherfucking too. <laughs> yeah. And I do think there needs to be something specific said to these protests and these rallies and do, and you need to specifically start to put your action somewhere and not standing in front of Macy's like, and that includes our congressmen and senators and people who work here and people who care about Palestinians. If you care about Palestinians, then fucking do something about it. Like go do something about it. And it isn't blaming Israel. It certainly it's going, isn't blaming Joe Biden. And it's not definitely not blaming Joe Biden. That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And when you say ceasefire, you have to also, also, that's two sides. And granted, Israel's more powerful, bigger, can kill more people. But the other side is still bombing Israel. The other side is still bombing them. And, and they're not, it's not a democracy. They don't, they treat women and kids and LGBTQ like more, worse than second class citizens. They are abusive and rapey and violent to people like that. So at the end of the day, like you're, you're, you're you, on a good day. You're not treating your fucking citizens <laughs> no. in a democracy, dog. No. Like you're not doing it. So even if we weren't in a war and you wanted to free Palestine, which I agree with, you free Palestine from Hamas. The world should be pushing Palestine and Israel together, not blaming Israel for a war that Hamas started. At the end of the day, all war is a crime. Do you really think if Mexico came in and beheaded babies, beheaded babies, okay? and cut women's tits off and threw them around like baseballs, this country wouldn't bomb every fucking inch of them and we wouldn't be calling for it? Come on. Just come on. You would snap. Your brain would snap from the trauma. And that's what's happening here. So we all need to check our hypocrisy and entitlement at the door and try and fucking figure out these words we're saying to maybe do a little good. A ceasefire? Obviously, of course. Free Palestine? Definitely. Israel isn't going to stop until all these hostages are let go. And I think we know the truth is that the rest of them are probably dead or being kept to somewhere in a room to just get raped. So until and unless Palestine can find leadership that's willing to work with the world and Israel... We're doomed to a cycle of war and violence and rape and the oppression of women and children and killing. Every man that gets radicalized is an impediment to peace. And Israel has the, has the opportunity to help, not hurt in this moment. Show the Palestinian people you can do more than bomb. Show them there's a place for them in society. I know this is pie in the sky, idealistic shit, but it has to start somewhere. I stand with Israel because Israel would stand with me and not one other country in that area would. So if you're a protester and you're out at Macy's picketing people, buying pants, or you've got the balls to go to Washington or even go to Tel Aviv or perhaps any of the Arab countries, that's great. Make your voice heard. But more importantly, we need to turn the propaganda and radicalization and hateful rhetoric around. The occupiers are Hamas. The apartheiders are Hamas. The colonizers are Hamas. And the people who suffer are the Palestinians, particularly the women and the children. So go out with your signs and maybe make a few adjustments like... Free Palestine from Hamas. Israel and Palestine together. Stop raping women. Vote out Netanyahu. Vote out, impeach Netanyahu. Vote for Biden. 
Yeah. Meet in the middle. Free the hostages. Homes for everyone. Bring in the water. Get aid. Palestinian women's rights. Palest- Palestinian LGBT rights. Palestinian children's rights. Education for Palestinians. How about education? Real education. How about no day but today? How about 500, 600,000 minutes? Okay? How about it? Democratize Palestine. Democratize Palestine. Come on. So that's it for this episode of our Dumb Gay Podcast. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast on the first week of the year, Karma 24. Please don't cancel us. (laughs) We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. Our shit's going to go down to nine. I mean... We Listen. love and appreciate all nine of you so much. Like, definitely five people were like, turned it off and unsubscribed. All right, we still got nine. You know what? We can do it Listen. with nine. Listen, I'm ha- we're happy to have gay guys and their feelings for anyone who has an opposing view. L- we're ha- happy to have it, happy to air it, happy to show it, happy to, to talk about it. Like, that's the thing. We need to be able to have our fucking opinions and views. And also, you need to be able to evolve and change if that's listen i'm happy i also i would add we have to be able to hear i hear opinions and views it could just be simply on um melissa gorga and Teresa judash Mm -hmm. that i'll be like or or i wouldn't even say melissa because i love melissa but like let's say it's about margaret josephs and it just like makes my skin crawl (laughs) but i don't hate the person who likes margaret josephs i just go yeah no we have a different take like we mm-hmm. have to be able to hear things that we don't absolutely a thousand percent agree with and keep it moving throughout our day. These things cannot like cripple us from the things we love or like ruin our lives or ruin our mental health. Like take it in stride, understand people you like and respect feel differently than you. <laughs> maybe it's your cousin, maybe it's your aunt, maybe it's your mom or your dad and just, or maybe it's us. And you just go, take a deep breath and go, okay, maybe, you know, let me just let this simmer and go have dinner. And next week I won't feel as strongly about it. I won't, we don't have to hate just because it's different. Like we don't, we all just like, let's keep making room and making room and making room to come to the table and keep talking things out, talking things out, talking things out. I listen to a lot of things that make me fucking cringe and roll my eyes and go, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just keep it pushing. That's strength within. Get your it, Just invigorate your personal strength, your personal power, and keep it moving and know Julie's wrong. That's not going <laughs> to stop you from loving Julie or listening to us. Mm. Let's bring our nine back to ten. Nope, the, ni- the five people already left. They're not even listening to this. But if you are new here and you're still around <laughs> and you like us but you'd rather not hear about dumb gay world events, um, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do three a week every week. They post at 10 a.m. Pacific time, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. They're all an hour long. There's no politics, no ads, no interviews, no structure, no rules, no Israel, no Palestine, no nothing. It's stress-free, mindless fun. That's what it's meant to be. 
And people hear things they don't like on there too. Like we'll say we don't like fucking, you know, jazz or Pink Floyd. Those are very controversial. Oh my God, I hate jazz. If you haven't tried it, please give it a chance. Um, Look, it's not like anything else you're listening to. Sometimes we do do hot takes. Do do hot takes. Do do. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes Sometimes we do. do. Sometimes we do do. Sometimes we talk about TV shows, documentaries. Sometimes we make up songs. Sometimes just boring background noise. But boring background noise can be very soothing and comforting, especially after an episode like this. Exactly. So everybody's like, I wish they would just be boring again. Especially when it comes out regularly and on a schedule you can count on. And that is important. And you can subscribe for as little as a dollar a week. You get one podcast a week for one dollar, three podcasts a week for two dollars. And for those of you who love video, you can get three video podcasts a week for three dollars. And that's three dollars a week. Um, When you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of timeless back podcasts. There's a list pinned to the top of the feed of all of our most popular episodes. These are listener chosen. Listeners have commented what their most favorite episodes are. Um, But regardless of the favorites, a lot of people really do like to start at our very first Patreon episode from August of 2017, all the way back. Um, And they like to start there and listen up until now. And we do have a significant amount of people who do that. You get a lot of content Mm -hmm. for your money. And it just fills up the time, fills up the dark times, fills up I late cannot at night, dark it is. the scaries. I mean, the it's scary like actually dark in this room. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, there's a link to a free episode in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com. And there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. Or you can go to the Facebook account called All Things Julian Brandy, and they pinned a few free uh, audio episodes there. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. Happy Karma 24, everybody. Yeah. Let's hope we don't get immediate karma for this episode. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or oh, if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite 
from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 